The content of this podcast is personal opinion of the hosts and guests and is not to be taken, interpreted, or perceived as medical advice on the practice of medicine. Then she she goes, yeah, I have her charting right here. And she pulled out a piece of paper with sticky notes on it, like post-its. Oh, my god! Are you yeah, kidding me? Yeah, and that me? was my first red flag. Like, <laughs> who charts? What nurse would ever chart with post-it notes? Hi, welcome to the Aesthetic Podcast. I am your host, Aesthetic Ann, R-N-C-A-N-S. And I'm your other host, Sarah. M-O-M. M-O-M. Very important initials to have after one's name. Yes, yes. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I am excited because my life is opening back up. I get to go back into the office and start... This week? Yes, and start injecting people and, and just... Excited to see my patients because I love them so much. I have I'm the sure best patients in the world. I'm sure they're very excited to see you too. Some have and your been, needles. <laughs> yeah, some have been texting and, and Facebook messaging Begging. me. When are you going to co- open? When are you? When can I come see you? Some even wanted some like bootlegged Botox, and I'm like, <laughs> mm, no, sorry. But tomorrow, May fifth, which happens to be Cinco de Mayo, is the day. Well, when you're listening to this, that would be two days ago. That's right. So that's awesome. Well, we have a little um, a little segment to do real quick. We're going to read a review. We got, a, we got several this week, but I'm going to pick one that I thought was really funny. It's from Kayla VLLRZ. Okay. She, hey, first of all, I'm going to interrupt. Kayla, thank you for leaving your name. Yeah, thanks, Kayla. That was awesome. Way to go, girl. She said, I was wearing a white shirt, so I was legally obligated to rate you five stars. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Kayla. I love it. Thank you, Kayla. Did she leave the five stars? She did. Awesome. I I appreciate people that followed the rules. Yeah, she stuck to that. Love that. (laughs) So this week, if you're listening and you have at least two children, you have to leave a review. (laughs) Two or more children. That's, That's the only way we can get people... To, to leave reviews. Yeah, I gotta right? force you to do we it. We gotta come up with rules and regulations. <laughs> we'll get those rule followers. Yeah. But leave a review if you have any, also any like feedback or comments on what we talk about in this episode because we got some great stuff. Reviews can include what they'd like to hear. If there's sure. a subject, suggest, that, song yeah. request. No just songs. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, well, I mean, I do sing, so maybe it depends. It depends on if it's in my repertoire or not. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but requests, anything like that, feel free. Just, yeah. I mean, I guess the only We're here for you. is no profanity. Right. We're That's here for you, yeah. so, like, bring it on. We'd love to, to see what you would like us to talk about. All right, so speaking of talking about... We got a great topic today and an amazing guest. We have a fantastic guest. Yes. I'm so excited. Her name is Julie Bass Kaplan. She is just, I mean... She's outstanding. She's the it girl of aesthetics right now. She is my goddess that I want to grow into (laughs) when I... But the thing is, I'm older than her, so I can't say I want to grow into, like, grow up to be. It's just I want to grow into... young too. Yeah, I want to grow young too. I want to... 
I want to age backwards into Julie Best Kaplan. <laughs> so Julie began her medical aesthetics career in 1999. She founded Disappearing Act Medical Aesthetics. And since then, Julie has devoted her career exclusively to aesthetic medicine. She received her family nurse practitioner certification from Sonoma State University and her master's of science in nursing from Loyola University in New Orleans. Julie is a certified nurse Julie is a certified aesthetic nurse specialist. She got those cans just like you. Oh, yeah. You guys have that in common. Yeah, but hers are probably nicer because she has a plastic surgeon for her <laughs> husband. And she is also a certified plastic surgical nurse. She also is a public health nurse and holds a certificate in health career management. Julie currently holds nursing licenses in California, Oregon, Washington, Arizona, Nevada, and New York. So she's got it going on. She's all over the place. So Julie, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, you guys. I, I feel uh, like that that was a nice intro. I'm like, I want to meet her. <laughs> well, go and look Anne, in the mirror. I'm not sure you're older than me. I am not so sure about that. Yeah. I, it's only numbers. We'll talk offline. <laughs> <laughs> we'll yeah. compare birth dates. Exactly. <laughs> well, okay, first of all, what's so exciting is your bio. I knew about everything in your bio except your public nursing. Like, I had no idea. And I, it's fun when I have guests on the show that I think I know, you know, fairly well. <laughs> and then they surprise me with something cool like that. So I had no idea. Oh, Love that. Yeah. I just got that when I got my bachelor's degree. There was an option for doing public health nurse, and um, I it just fascinates me. I love thinking of healthcare as a global um, aspect or a global paradigm, rather than just you know focusing on what you do. So, especially, it's pretty topical these days yeah, too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I know, and it's not helping my anxiety any. Just knowing what I'm studying. <laughs> <laughs> well, understanding but, uh, microbiology yeah, I think it's a and. Degree. Yeah, understanding microbiology and viruses and how that works, that doesn't really help any of us. But, you know, no. ignorance sometimes can be bliss in that way, but, mm-hmm. you know, but so it's good. Julie does everything everywhere. How did you guys meet? How'd y'all run circles? Well, I can probably tell you how we meet because, because Julie is a lot more well-known and definitely an industry leader. So I have probably stalked her for a couple of years. <laughs> no. Yeah. I met you in 2012 at the New Orleans I-SPAN, and I don't believe that you and your husband, Jory, had been doing the cadaver classes yet, but I could be wrong. Um, um, but I don't remember the year, I, but I don't think we were in 2012 either. Um, I know we've done three or four of them now, and... Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. right. I don't think we did when I met you. Yes, so I met you because you were at iSpan and you were presenting. And so mm-hmm. then um, I probably didn't, I, I don't know, I may have come up to you and said hi or something, but I think it was probably two or three iSpans in before I probably came up and introduced myself and told you how much I so appreciate your education that you give us and your presentations and just everything about you and your husband with iSpan and with your your passion for really getting quality education out there so that you are helping injectors be quality injectors. I love it. So. Oh, thank you. That's, okay. That's really 
Wait, can we back up? Cadaver Lab. Let's talk about that. Yeah. So, how, Julie, how did you get into that and, and your husband? How, how did y'all get into doing that? So, he's a, a ear, nose, and throat otolaryngologist, so a facial plastic surgeon. Oh, and, okay. Um, and so, he's the guy that originally taught me how to inject Botox and fillers um, back way back before any of them were... Um, well, there was collagen back in the day, 1999, and Botox, he was just putting in vocal cords and there'd be some left. And so he taught me how to put it in family members' frown lines. Um, so um, I've been injecting that before it was even approved. That's so, so wild. He was, he was, yeah, he was super instrumental in, um, you know, my desire to to just launch in this field. And the year we got married, we started a, um, a company together and bought a hair removal laser. And, and then it all just sort of, um, you know, went from there and boy, uh, I did not know what I was doing back then. And there was no such thing as a trainer. Uh, so I'd like to apologize for my first 2000 patients. probably. <laughs> Don't we all? Was, oh my gosh. Cause when, you know, you're learning it all by yourself and uh, figuring things out by things that don't look so good. Um, you know, uh, so when basically when the industry started getting bigger and just exploding, um, I was just so fortunate to be asked to be a trainer and that just opened up my world. And I thought, gosh, I don't want anybody starting out now, um, and, and making the mistakes I was made. So I was really, really passionate about, Hey, look, I just want to go out and just share what I've learned the hard way. So nobody else has to learn that the hard way. And oh my gosh, I've made so many good friends like you and, um, got to meet so many people. And, and like you said, I'm going all over the country and sometimes internationally, uh, different countries and, and seeing how everybody does it differently. It's just exploded my, my imagination, you know? Um, and it's so fun and all the hugs you get, it's just great. You know, love that. Uh, I yeah. I, I, yeah, I just can't wait to go back to hugs and selfies and, yeah. um, you know, Being um, close again. and sharing yeah. a beer and yeah. I just can't wait. Um, but it will happen again. Oh, absolutely. It'll, absolutely will happen. But I came on the scene in about 2000, nine with lasers, with hair removal. And I didn't get into Botox and fillers until uh, 2011. But, you know, yeah, again, I agree. I apologize to those first um, thousand or so <laughs> patients. But at the same time, you know, this is such a brand new industry. I mean, it's still in its baby, you know, I guess in its toddlerhood now. We, we've gone through the infancy and I would say that we're in our toddlerhood and there's still going to be like bonks on the head, right? And falling down, scraping knees. Yeah. But our techniques and our things have gotten so much better. We have our, our products that we have to choose from are so much better. And during the time of this podcast being recorded, KISS, K-Y-S-S-E by Galdarma is being introduced into the U.S. market, which I can't wait to get my hands on. And so you know, we are in such a better place. You know, medical aesthetics was kind of like a stepchild, you know, to the medical industry. And, you know, and then on top of that, it was just kind of the wild west. We just kind of had to figure it out ourselves. And now, now we're seeing all of this um, evidence-based practice. You know, they're, they're doing more studies and, and it, you know, it's besides going beyond the studies of what Botox does and is it effective cosmetically, you know, you know, the, the substance, but they, they're doing 
many more studies on so many other things and it's it's really growing into its own right so and i just i love the fact that you're on instagram and you're such a huge influencer you know for our industry an influencer on people that are passionate about patient safety and wanting patients to get proper treatments by proper people. So speaking about patient safety, I do remember um, one of your presentations you did that I saw is you had your own adverse event and, yeah. and, and you're, you shared that and you have pictures. And so you do speak about that. So can you share that with our audience in case they hadn't, and of course, yeah, there's sure. not pictures with that, but just kind of talk about what the circumstance was and then, you know, how, how dealing with that made you feel and then how it affected your own nursing practice. Yeah, it was one of those things, you know, when you look back in life and you, um, something bad happens to you and you see it at the time, it's so scary and so awful. Mm -hmm. And then you look back on it and you think, well, that was a really wonderful gift just wrapped in an ugly package, you know, but basically, you know, if you can rewind back to 2010, it sounds like at that point you were still doing laser hair removal. Yeah. Um, and just getting to know that, well, at that time, if you can even imagine, um, nobody talked about vascular occlusions. Nobody talked um, about the risk that if you if your filler got placed into a blood vessel, it could block oxygen to your skin and your tissues, and your skin would die. Mm -hmm. You know, so that wasn't really out there. It's like I just heard about it the year before in 2009. I had a patient who said the tip of his nose. Um, got no oxygen when some uh, plastic surgeon put filler in it. And so I kind of, oh, wow. it was on my radar and mm -hmm. I, and I, I knew facial anatomy just from being a surgical assistant for so many years and head and neck surgery. So I, I, I knew it was possible, but I didn't really think it happened that often. I truly thought it was one in a million. Um, and then I had a trainer, a wonderful injector trainer with the same experience as me come to my office and she was showing me how to, how she injects cheeks for, um, with radius, which is a non-reversible filler. Um, and she did, you know, I said, just do my cheeks first, you know, and then I'll, and I'll do my patient's cheeks that I have, you know, coming this day. And, oh my gosh, it was one of those weird moments where nothing hurt. I just looked in the mirror before she injected me and I looked in the mirror right after and my whole cheek was blanched, mm. you know, like it, it was a different color. It was mm. whiter. Yeah. It, it wasn't white like a sheet, but it was just yeah. like somebody squeezed the blood out of that one area. And I said to her, I think you got into my artery. Uh, and she said, no, no. Remember I mixed um, the radius with lidocaine with epinephrine. So that's just mm. the epinephrine. Um, and, you know, I, I knew that it takes about 15 minutes for the epinephrine to take effect. But yeah. I still sort of went hand in hand down the denial road with her, you know, like, oh, yeah. okay, yeah, yeah, you're right. But I was so yeah. scared. So I just let her keep injecting me and about half hour, 35 minutes went by and I looked in the mirror again and it started looking dusky oh. and that's when, it, yeah. And that's when I knew, that's you know, when it was and like, it, it, yeah. Yeah. And it was that pattern, that V2 pattern where you, um, where the infraorbital comes out and, and starts feeding everything, including your gums and mm. your teeth. So, so sure enough, I looked in my gums and, and they were um, a different color as oh, the other side. Wow. Oh my goodness. Uh, 
Yeah. So I ran down the hall to my husband who was in the building. I said, honey, um, my, I think my artery's been obstructed and he goes, absolutely, it has been. And he sat me down and he, you know, he went and searched for an aspirin and he massaged it, put heat on it. Um, and we did not have a, a vascular occlusion protocol. In 2010, everybody thought it was one in a million. So, you know, it just wasn't something that was even discussed. So that, that horrible event, it did take about a year for my face to heal completely, um, without the scarring, but the scarring was there for a while until, um, you know, we lasered it, we did a bunch of other stuff to it, but, um, that's when I decided I needed to get out there and tell people about it. I, I put it on Facebook right away, but, but I wanted to, to be a trainer. I wanted to teach. And, and that's when Allergan hired me to be, a um, a trainer. Uh, so I was so, I couldn't believe I got to be a trainer and I was so excited and that's where the blessing started. You know, I met so many people and, and shared the experiences and, um, got to, you know, lead the charge of the importance of having a vascular occlusion protocol in your office and just did a whole bunch of research and, and wrote about it. And yeah. And so, you know, the, I, every time I wash my face and I feel those little divots, I kind of smile inwardly, like, thank you, God, for that gift, because it, it really was a, a blessing, you know? Wow, that's incredible. And, and as as difficult as that incident was, that's incredible that it sparked such a passion in you to promote safe injection. Right. And boy, every time I hold a needle and I'm I'm um, about to push filler into somebody's face. I think about it. I mean, it's like, mm-hmm. it's never, it never leaves me. I'm mm-hmm. never cavalier. I'm never, um, just lackadaisical. I'm always thinking, um, am I ready if something happens? And since then I have occluded somebody's artery and I was ready and we, well, yeah, we reversed it. And there was no adverse event. You know, she didn't lose any skin like I did. So it it does give me a peace of mind that if it happens, at least I I know what to do to try to make it better. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And that's one of the things that I try to educate people on is, and that's why I have this podcast, is... I may not be able to, in, to inject you. There's hundreds, there's thousands of fantastic injectors out there. I mean, even here in DFW, I don't, I don't put this out there to try to advertise myself and get people to come see me in Frisco. It's, I just want them to know that when they go to somebody, know how to choose somebody. And one of those is having, you know, understanding that that injector knows how to deal with adverse events because they do happen. They will happen. We don't want you to be the one that it happens to, but, you know, there's a big difference when somebody has enough of the right product to, to reverse and take care of you and has the protocol and they're cool, calm, collected, and they make the patient who's the one it's happening to feel confident that everything's going to be fine versus somebody who's like having an oh shit moment. <laughs> And they're on the phone calling a bunch of people like, do you have any hyaluronidase? Um, How many do I need? Um, And then they're texting in a group or something trying to ask how to take care of it. It's like, you know, I just cringe when I see people in some of these nurse injector groups that we're part of, some of the things that they do. But anyway, I just, I, 
it, that's my passion. I want patients to be safety, you know, have, have safety and have the right person injecting them. So, and um, that's a good segue, and into the do-it-yourself um, trend that yeah. we're seeing as well. Yeah. You know, it's hard enough for us as trainers to get into um, offices across the world and and help people that are um, medical have medical licenses to do it. It's hard enough to train them how to handle complication, how to avoid a complication and prevention. But imagine the person at home who orders it off the internet doesn't understand that the filler they got is potentially um, silicone or a hazardous material or even yeah. let alone knowing that if it's reversible or not reversible, you know, like the filler in my face was not reversible right? and I knew, I knew it wasn't reversible, but, um, you know, uh, these days, there's people ordering stuff that they have no idea what it is because they did not order it directly from the company. They ordered it from an online source, which is illegally importing it into our company, I mean, into our country. Right. So it is the the complications I'm seeing are horrendous, you know. Mm. Um, it's, it's very, very common. It seems like I get about two... Um, messages on Instagram or Facebook a week, about two a week where somebody says, help, I got injected or injected myself. Is oh my this gosh, bad? you're kidding yeah, me. Yeah, at wow. least two a week. That's a oh good gosh. week when it's just two, you know. So um, what do you so do? How do you respond just, to those people? I try to help them, ask them where they live. And a lot of times I'll, I'll direct them to a colleague that I know in that area. Um, and thank goodness we have such a wonderful community that, and we all reach yes, out to each other. We really do. Um, yeah, we do. I mean, it's, it's like, we're not nurses. We are, they're young. We are, you know, we are just so, um, respectful of each other and it's beautiful. But, um, one time I was on vacation, um, with my office staff, we were doing a retreat and I got a call, well, a message and her nose was all solidly purple oh. and it was dying. Her oh whole nose. my gosh. And she looks so young. She was just a teenager. And luckily, um, I have a colleague in, um, where she lived in Sacramento area. And I said, you know, I called her up and I said, we please see this patient. She goes, absolutely. And they saved her. They saved her nose. That's wow. incredible. Cause uh, yeah, I mean, with your husband being a facial plastics, you obviously know this, but I'll just say it for the, you know, for the listener, um, having myself having worked in post-surgery plastics and taking care of patients after they've had rhinoplasties, you know, that nasal tip, once it starts, once it starts losing color, you don't have a very long time to restore the circulation to that nasal tip. And that's, that, I mean, that's really amazing that they were able to save that. That's incredible because that's one of the biggest complications, you know, that, that I'm supposed to watch for, you know, with rhinoplasty. Yeah. Yeah, so, absolutely. And if you, you know, think about Michael Jackson, you know, the necrosis yeah. his nose suffered. Mm. Um, it is just, it's one of those things that one of the least forgiving areas of our whole body, because there's not a lot of leeway or wiggle yeah. room. Yeah. And it is the one area, if somebody just injected a nose, it is the one area where I believe, this is just my opinion, but it's the one area where you have to worry about compression too, mm -hmm. um, because there's very little forgiveness there where, 
Whereas I think everywhere else where you get those um, vascular injuries, I believe that it's actually filler getting into the vessel. But on the tip of the nose, you don't even need that. You can just have something pushing on a vessel that can blanch it out. Yes. But this young lady, it was her whole nose, not just the tip. Oh, it oh it just that's horrible. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, that's what I'm saying about um, community over competition, um, being together for each other. Uh, I I just am so proud of of where we are, and we have so many leaders in the industry that just promote it. You know, like Botox Josh gets out there and says, "Hey, you know, let's let's be friends, no matter what's behind your name, whatever, whatever letters. I don't care. Be nice to us; we'll be nice to you, and we'll have respect." And yeah. this is one of those things where that respect, that mutual respect, literally saves somebody's nose. And that's just one story. I mean. We see so much of it, right? Oh, Have yeah. you seen anything like that in this quarantine when people are, you know, stuck at home and can't go see their injector? <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh! You're kidding. Uh, I was just gonna post it later today. I'll post. Look for look for my post today. Um, it's a really nice doctor. Um, you know, it's one of those situations where um, she wanted me to share it with people, but I couldn't inject because you know it's quarantine and I'm not gonna do anything outside of the legalities. Cause I don't want to, you know, I just don't want to risk it. And right. anyway, um, she had excess filler. She was moving. She had excess filler and she chose to do um, some filler on herself at home oh. and it got a massive infection. And she goes, please share this, but just don't share my name. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I'm like, okay, friend, you know and I was like? Oh, she just used alcohol and a baby wipe to clean it. And she injected her cheek and oh my gosh, it was oh. a horrible abscess. Oh my God. So yeah. So she wants me to share that. And of course I'll never say who it is, but um, I, I have injected myself with Botox. I'll do my own Botox in certain areas. And then there's other areas I won't do. And then I do have a cardinal rule that I will not inject myself with filler because I've seen other injectors that have injected themselves, especially their lips with fillers. And I just don't, you can't get the right angle and all that. So, but one time I broke my cardinal rule and I gave myself the biggest hematoma. And I believe I had a compression because part of my lip was turning blue dusky and I was freaking out. Even though I had hyaluronidase, I was freaking out. And of course I chose to decide to do this like two hours before we were going to leave town. So that was oh, another no. that was another cardinal rule I broke. So like I just stacked the deck of cards against me. Um, it ended up being fine. I was able to massage, put warm uh, warmth compresses, and it started pinking up before I started injecting hyaluronidase. But I had one great hematoma going to my homecoming, you know, OU football game to go meet <laughs> all my friends. You know, getting together no. with them for the year, and it was just I had this big black lip it was lovely you know it listen story to tell you know not for people not to do it that's a really good warning story i love it in desperate times people do desperate things it is what it is i'm really worried about this quarantine thing you know right before you guys called my husband said it looks like california might open medical aesthetics um friday so that's really interesting that'd be awesome i'm a cosmetologist and i people have been hitting me up like every single day, can you come cut my hair, blah, blah, blah. And that's, I get it. If people want to give themselves their own haircut or buy a box dye from Walmart, that makes me cringe, but that is nowhere near as serious as the occlusions that you're talking about. 
Yeah. So they real were quick, scary. how did you tell us real quick? How did you um, become aware? Because I was not even aware that people were doing self-injecting. What I've been aware of is the illegal product coming into the country. Um, but I was not aware that there was uh, groups of people that were actually able to get product um, on the internet and then they were injecting themselves. So you have an interesting story that if you could share that quickly with us. So, yeah. So basically in a nutshell, uh, there was somebody in our town who was injecting, uh, pretending to be a nurse and injecting people. Um, I always assumed she was a nurse and, um, I've been trying to, you know, they come and see me. Can you fix what so-and-so did? So I'd always heard about her. You were just like, she's a horrible injector. (laughs) Yeah, I did. I thought, oh my gosh. And I thought, you know, it's her license if she wants to inject out of a hair salon or it's her license if she wants to inject out of her home or or these patients' homes. And, you know, I'd hear all these stories about Botox parties she would do. And I always thought, well, it's her license. It's none of my business. And, you know, just keep my head down and do do a good job, you know. So I never badmouthed her. I never, you know, cared. And um, and then one day this lady came in with just it, her face looked, I don't know how to describe it other than to say it looked like popcorn was just popping out of her face all over the place. Oh my God. There were these irregular nodules everywhere and she was so scared and she said, I've, I've been afraid to leave my house, but, um, you know, can you help me? And so then I said, well, do you know what products in that this person injected you. She told me who did it. And I thought, oh, well, here we go. <laughs> but then she, she goes, yeah, I have her charting right here. And she pulled out a piece of paper with sticky notes on it, like post-its. Oh my God. Are you yeah, kidding me? And that me? was my first red flag. Like <laughs> who charts, what nurse would ever chart with post-it notes. Right. Huh. And then I looked up on the medical board and she was not there. She was not in the California um, Board of Licensing. And that was when I said, "Um, I'm sorry to tell you this, but I can't find her on the board and I'm going to have to report this. Oh, my gosh. Um, Yeah. So I did. I reported it. And then it just that was two years ago. And since then, there there even hasn't been a trial yet, so we don't know how that's going to end. But it you know it made headlines and 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 then people came out of the woodwork and said, "Oh, me too." You know, she injected me too, and I thought she was a nurse too. And we'll see where that goes. But that was my first realization. I can't believe the board of nursing has not filed suit against her for being an imposter and filed criminal charges. I don't know. I really haven't followed it, honestly, because it's just, it's too heavy for me. It's too Mm. heavy for my soul that that 10 10 years or so have gone by where I didn't look it up. Mm. You know, 10 years or so, I let this happen in my town, in my community, just assuming it was somebody who was just sort of a, a, a rogue person who didn't, care about her license. I never mm. thought I should look her up. Never. Yeah. So, um, it's just too much for me to really look at. And so I just don't, I just, um, I did my part. I, I called it in. Um, and, um, you, you know, and I'm helping a lot of her victims, um, a lot. Um, there's literally dozens of these people in town that have these permanent things in their face that I can't get out like silicone and, you know, polymethyl methacrylate, which is, you know, bone yeah. cement, 
all oh these things, gosh. you know, plastic in their face that I can't dissolve. I can't get out. I'm just trying to help them. Oh my gosh. So uh, did you find out where she was getting these materials or yeah, like so, Home Depot um, it, or what? It appears to be that it's, uh, I don't know because I'm not, you know, the investigator, but from all, from what it looks like, just from an outsider, it looks like it's all um, this illegal stuff ordered online um, because some of it that I saw on those post-it notes um, aren't even made anymore. They've been oh. taken off the market. So that just leads me to believe that it must be, you know, those, yeah. those you know, illegal, you know, it could be Vietnam, it could be Korea, it could be China, um, could be Juan Guido's basement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, you don't know. You oh just don't gosh. know. They come and they come to your doorstep, to your home, and um, you open the box and you put it into somebody pretending to be a nurse. It's it's not a good idea. Yeah. Well, and then you were, this past fall, you were a guest on The Doctors and because there was a, a gal that runs a group. I don't, I don't want to give any names or any additional information, but, um, you know, you, you did a great public service by appearing on the doctors and I, and then you did, you ended up meeting that gal face to face and you told her, you know, that you were the one that had turned her in. And part of the story that, so just kind of pick up the story from here, you guys were separated from each other during the show. You had the show you felt like you'd made some inroads. Then you saw her at the airport afterwards and thinking you'd made some inroads, you tried to start talking to her and she kind of like didn't want to have anything to do with you again. Or, or no, I mean, where do you all no, stand now? Not, Is that not I mean, accurate? A lot of that's... Um, um, kind of good, kind of true. But, um, really what happened is I didn't make any inroads on the show at all. Um, it was very stressful for both of us. Uh, I was sick with some sort of a virus and I had no sleep because my plane didn't connect. I was so tired and so sick during that. And I just felt like I did not, I, I went on the show to try to convince her to stop making videos of self-injecting because mm-hmm. she this person we're talking about that I confronted on that show is was not doing anything illegal. Um, I did not know this until right before I went on the show. Yeah. I thought it would be illegal to yeah. order illegal products and, and go on YouTube and show people um, what you're doing and how right. to order the products. Because it's illegal for us. Any of that product shows up in your clinic, yes. it's like you're going to go to jail very quickly as a licensed professional, right? As a licensed professional. If Anne, if you or I order a product and inject somebody, we're, we're, we're going to be in jail or we're going to have some severe fine and lose our license because Mm -hmm. you cannot, we cannot inject people with illegal um, things. Um, So I thought it would be illegal to order on illegal product and inject yourself and show how to do it and show them how, where to get it. But apparently it's a gray area and it is not illegal. So I didn't know that until right before I went on the show. So I just went on with the goal of please asking her to please stop and to think about, you know, teenagers who might have a bad complex who are going to hurt themselves and, or, you know, or somebody just not knowing because they don't, it's not their specialty and and hurting themselves or, or their husband or their friend or anyway. And so I did not on the show feel like I got anywhere. Mm. And, um, we, it turns out, 
we, they shift us off in different cars, different hallways, and we were not allowed to talk. And then we got to the airport, and we, believe it or not, were on the same flight home. We both were oh. on the flight to, yeah. Ah, so we that's both, crazy. Yeah. And we were on the flight to San Francisco, and that flight um, was delayed by hours, several hours. So we spent five hours in the airport. Um uh, at the same time, but I sat down to eat a taco. I was so hungry and so tired and so sick. So I sat down to eat a taco and, um, uh, about 10 minutes later, um, the waitress sat her down right next to me. Oh my gosh. So, and that, this is yeah, the part so of the I thought, story okay, that God, I, yeah. I get it. I'm supposed to talk to her. So, yeah. <laughs> I, so I started talking to her. We were just laughed like, Oh my gosh, we just got sat next to each other in an airport, you know? And it was that little, um, John Wayne airport in, in LA. Oh, yeah. And, um, yeah, really small. And we were just at that little restaurant by the men United. But anyway, uh, we talked and we started talking, we ate, and then we kept talking until we finally boarded the plane like five hours later. Um, and wow. what we found was, um, that we had a lot more in common than we thought. And we got along just fine. Everything was good. Um, and I, I think I put seeds of doubt in her, like, you know, told her about what can happen. And we talked about our families. I said, I said things like, you know, what if this is illegal and what if you get in trouble? You know, you got to think about your family, you know? Um, and we left like thinking, I, I just remember leaving her thinking, well, maybe, maybe we change it. Maybe she can spark change with me and we can do this. But since then, you know, she, um, she's been nice and everything and but her community has been really trolling me and writing bad reviews and just oh no negative things all over social media um, even just today i got something um one of my videos they wrote oh T kim is a million times prettier than you and you're just jealous that's why you're mad you know oh my, just gosh. Like, oh, oh my that's, gosh that's no get it get this people wow. i do not hate kim i wow. just don't think it's smart to teach people where to get dangerous fillers and neurotoxins yeah that's really sad. I, I like the lady she's a mother of uh, four beautiful children. She is lucky enough to have a career at home, which is, she's a fabulous YouTube person. She doesn't just write about DIY stuff. She writes about travel and beauty and all these other things. It's just the one caveat that I asked her to please reconsider, um, is the only issue I have. It's, I don't hate her. I don't wish her ill. In fact, I wish her blessings. She has, you know, she has a great family and I wish her blessings. Yeah. Wow. But Good for you, Julie. I, you are taking the high road. That's incredible. You're like, I mean, you're sitting in an airport, like witnessing to her of like, why not to do these dangerous things? And just your perspective and your attitude towards her is just incredible. And I think that that, it's a lot better than mine would be. Yeah, we don't we don't have to compare, but it's Julie. You're just like your kindness just speaks volumes, and I just love Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Well, I still. I maybe some people criticize me for liking her and getting along with her. I don't care. That doesn't matter. What matters is we have a disagreement of of 
if it's safe or not safe to do and um, if it's good or not good to do. It seems to be illegal. So, I mean, sorry, it seems to be legal. So um, who am I to say? All I can say is that led me to take down all of my videos that I had out there. And let me tell you, I didn't realize I had so many videos out in Cyberland until I started trying to take them down. And then her troll community would find them and then write their hypocrite. You're such an effing hypocrite. Oh, my gosh. You know, and I'd be going, oh, thank you for finding another one. But, but, you know, yeah, uh, thanks. Thanks for doing the work for me because it's like time for me right but you know because how many years i've been doing this 21 years so there are videos videos out there from 10 years ago and let me tell you i wasn't you know every year we we weren't thinking of stuff like that you know i mean this is not something we were thinking of we were you know we i say we because i i've done very few but you know you and many of the others were wanting to just show patients like when you go to an office this is what to expect you know, it's not yeah. scary. It's not awful. It doesn't hurt. You know, this patient is not on the ceiling. Everything's fine. But, you know, I had no idea that this whole DIY thing was going on. And so then again, kudos to you for kind of recognizing that. And then so now you've taken it offline. You're on a platform called Patreon. And you're able to vet the people that join your Patreon and you're able to see, you're able to vet, make sure that they are licensed medical professionals. And then you do teachings and just things like that with injecting, right? Right. And there's also, there's different tiers, so you can um, divide it up. Like I have a non-medical tier where if they just want to oh, learn okay. about skincare or if they just want to, you know, see what it's all about without actually seeing injection techniques you gotcha. know, or how to do it. Oh, very smart. So, yeah. So I can, every time I post a video, I can select the tiers that can see. Um, sometimes like I don't want a beginner really to try an advanced um, danger, more dangerous. Um, right. Um, Thing. So I'll just say, okay, this is for the advanced tier. And and there's some things I will just share with business owners that I wouldn't share with everybody else. Like, hey, you guys, how are you doing this? And, you know, so little things like that. So I do have four different tiers and that does make, make it more organized for me and for the, and for everybody who's. Well, up. so for the consumer, how can they find your Patreon account and, and, uh, you know, become a, a, Patreon. Patreon of your yeah, consumer part. Yeah. yeah. So um, it, it, they just go to patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, and um, do a search for Juvenum Julie. And um, since I did this, it's really cool. There's um, Erica Berry, um, Botox Bunny, and Rana Kinley, um, naturally Rana. They have they have them too. So, um, awesome. Oh, cool. Yeah, and it, the cool thing is, that, you know, for like the price of Netflix, you can um, be a, have a mentor. You can have, you know, Erica or Rana or me or all three. It doesn't matter. Any of us just be there for you and watch our videos and, you know, for a small monthly thing. And they can, t- you know, turn it off anytime they want. It's it's very much that. a subscriber platform. And we can help and we can, you know, like you said, vet people and check them out. But but mainly it's just a really, really nice community where, you know, we're there for each other and we can sometimes call each other or, you know, email or message. It's just, it's really, really good. That is awesome. And you're also big on Instagram. 
So on Instagram, Juvederm Julie. On IG, do you have Facebook or do you do any other social media stuff? Boy, I, I, I have been doing Facebook for years and then I kind of backed off just because I can't handle the negativity in an election year. Mm. <laughs> it's you. just too much for yeah, me. And that's right. I, I care. I'm a person who really cares about politics and environment and, you know, people's you're lives. An, and oh, I just care. So I just can't look. You're anymore. an empath, Julie. You're an empath. I know. You, you pick I'm up. a total empath. Yeah. I, I <laughs> so I hope you do things that okay as long as you are aware of that because I'm like okay I'm gonna have to talk offline with you about this girl (laughs) I know I care I care too much I really do so I I need to back off I mean yeah I'm gonna vote of course I'm gonna stay informed but I just try not to watch any opinion news at all I can't do it yeah I have to stick to the facts I just want Walter Cronkite kind of news I just want the facts (laughs) yeah Um, but on Facebook you can't have that anymore there's just too much misinformation information too much you know um, propaganda so I I went off of that completely and just went straight to Instagram a year ago and so just in one year it's just I've just decided to do education on injectables and it has been such a blessing that's so you know just meeting great friends and connecting with great people and um, that community is amazing and nobody cares about anybody's politics. And I love it. I don't even <laughs> want to awesome. know. That's awesome. You know? Yeah. So I try, sometimes some of my politics seeps out and I'm sorry if that happens, but, um, but That's I have okay. an <laughs> That's okay. So you have your Patreon, you have your Instagram, which people can go follow Juvederm Julie. Well, thank you so much. I think we're going to wrap it up. Um, because we just value your time and we so appreciate you being on with us for a little bit. And thank you for sharing some of your story and, and what you've been doing. So if you want, if you're interested and you want to check out Julie, go to patreon.com and search for Juvederm Julie. And you can look at the different tiers that she has to offer. Absolutely. And thank you. Thank so you. Much, ladies. Oh, no, thank you. This is. This has been a dream come true. So. Oh, no. For me, too. And I look forward to hugging you both at the next ice I band. look forward to San Mateo 2020. Yeah. We'll be there Woo-hoo. in October. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure that you write a review. Give us some feedback, five stars preferably. And follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Aesthetic and RN. And you can always reach out to us for more personal connection at aestheticandrn at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. We'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye.